So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I don't care what your restaurant looks like. Stop planting flowers by the drive-thru speaker. It is folly fall time. The bees know it's over for them. And I've got ornery bees every time I roll down the window to order my fat-ass lunch. Yeah, I, I don't, don't need it. That's a bad place for the bees, quite yes, honestly. Don't eat them over there. Stop planting flowers there. We want to order our food without bees trying to get in the car and sting us. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Football Friday! Welcome in. Hello, Bo. Hello, man. We have a big program today. Saturday Showcase. Get you ready for all the big games tomorrow. That is coming up at 334. One of those big games is tonight. Mm-hmm. We have NFL Picks. Picks. In the 4 o'clock hour. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Did we win the Picks? Last week, or the caller guess, no. win again? The caller won again. That's awesome. three three in a row. Yes. Oh, wait, no, bad, because I forgot. Caller gets the prize every time, no yes. matter if they beat us or not. No, Screw let's the have caller. some pride, Bone. I always wanted the callers to win the prize. Well, now they do. But they get it automatically now. We're not basing it on wins and losses. So now I want to decimate the callers. And, of course, now that we want to do that, we're failing. That's bad. Beating our ass. Come on. Get better. Toughen up. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at you, by the way. Get me? out there. Yeah, get Why out there. Me? Figure it out. We got to get in the film room. Adjust. <laughs> yeah, Make right. some halftime adjustments here. Let's go. No, I'm Kyle Murray. I'm the tiger. I don't watch film. <laughs> I just dance around and chuck it up in the air. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, Bengals beat the Dolphins last night. Um, I mean, everybody saw that coming, right? You're going to lose your starting quarterback halfway through. The Dolphins did in a horrific, scary injury. So He's fine. He's watching McGruber now. I Dude, I don't know what to make of that whole situation. First off with the Bengals, you've now won two games in five days. That's good. Let's just, let's stop right there. This was a team that was bleeding out a little bit after the first two weeks. They stopped that against the Jets and then took on a Dolphins team that, yes, was right there with them for half the game. And then eventually they were able to pull away, get it done. But you got the win. That's what matters. They were right there with them the entire game. You're right, yes. You know, you had that last touchdown drive at the end of the game but that was a close game even with teddy two gloves playing in that game hey don't sleep on teddy two gloves though he he does nice things when he comes in i'm not a i'm not i know he threw the pick at the end pick but he he's that's a good backup quarterback to have right that's that's sure it is he's one of the better ones I, i thought the dolphins did nice things the entire game they just couldn't capitalize and kudos on the Bengal defense for bending but not breaking where you allow big chunks of yardage but then you're holding them to field goals that's demoralizing that is entirely frustrating too by the way the i wish you could encapsulate the energy that hayden hurst 
has for everything he does and then bottle that and sell it. Because I don't think you'd ever have to need an energy drink again. That dude, every time he makes a play, he's like feisty. He's throwing the ball. He's pumping his arms. He's Good. so excited. I like it. Yeah. He's, you know he, I like my feisty tight ends. Yeah. he's he, Well, he is a feisty tight end. That's exactly right. So anyway, good win for the Bengals. That is a, I'm not sold on these uniforms, but I know a lot of people liked them. Whatever. It, it was a nice win. Good on national TV. You got that done. As opposed to all your other local broadcasts, I guess you have in the NFL. Either way, nice win for the Bengals. That too, a situation was scary though. Was it not? Yeah, it was, it was scary. It's unfortunate. You know, I, there's a lot of reaction about it today. I don't know what to make of that. You know, this could be just a, a bad situation. The Dolphins said they did everything the right way last week and this week. You know, there should be investigations every single week to yeah. see if teams are doing things the right way. I don't know. You know, last week it was a situation, as far as I can tell, where they announced it was ahead. Then after the fact, it was a back. Maybe it was. Maybe it was ahead. Maybe, you know, you're sitting there doing everything that you think you need to do. He passes all your tests and he tells you it's a back. You know, what are you supposed to do? I don't know, man. I, I think, right. I, I think it's got to be a difficult place to be if you're someone who's who's got knowledge of how these head injuries work. We don't know that. You and I do not. We're not doctors, we're not neurologists. We don't have any specialties in that clearly. But how many people that you know that if you saw them act the way he was on Sunday in that Bills game, how many people do you know that you wouldn't be like extremely concerned for their safety, right? If they had a head injury, they hit their head in some way, they got up and like, no, I'm fine, and then did what he did. Then five days later, they have another head injury. They bump their head again, and their fingers start curling up. That's I, I understand. It's natural but- for everyone looking at that to go, I don't understand how that guy's allowed to go out and play football and and to question the process that's happening there, right? I mean, it certainly looks frightening without having the knowledge of a neurologist or someone who does that for a living. It looks bad. Well, they're there. The neurologists are there. Yes, Team I know. doctors and independent doctors. I find it hard to believe. Maybe I'm being naive. This is not very hot takey of me. I find it hard to believe with everything that's at stake in this 24-hour news cycle that we live in where you send out a tweet and someone's dead that they would be fudging this at this point. There's too much at stake. I, I tend to believe that. You know, if you're, if you're sitting there but, and you're like, well, he's, he's passing all the tests that we have. I mean, this is what we're supposed to do. He's telling us he hurt his back and now it's not his head. What are you supposed to do? Call him a liar and then he's out? Well, I mean, yes. If you're the, like, again, if, if, if you're a doctor and your patient comes in and it's like, Everyone around them is like, look, look at this. Again, we have video evidence of him looking like he had some kind of concussion-like symptoms. And then if he's like, no, I feel no, none of the, nope, I, I can do all the things you're asking and my eyes aren't dilated or whatever else. Well, okay, then my point is then come up with different testing procedures. Well, right, my point being that if you're, I, again, I don't understand why there wasn't more of an, what, what's the term they use? An abundance of caution? You know, out of an abundance of caution, we're going to keep this guy in the hot, like last night. Again, I assume the people, this was a Cincinnati uh, University Hospital. I assume that's a good hospital. Usually university hospitals do a great job. We obviously have a pretty great university hospital here with Ohio State. I would assume anyone who's involved gets an NFL player brought in from an issue that we just saw on national television. I would assume most people would say, 
all right, we're, we have to do everything as, as we have to be on our best. We have to do the best we've ever done. We have to do as good of a job as we possibly can. And at the end of the night, they said, yeah, you can fly home. No problem. Well, that's I assume yeah. that's the right call, because why would they not say, you know, what? just to be safe, let's let him stay here overnight just to. They've done that countless times for guys who have what seem like lesser injuries. Of, of course. So have, I assume that is there must have been a good reason to let him get on that plane. My dumb brain can't understand it. My dumb brain says, why not just keep him overnight just to be sure? Right. Why not run all your tests again? But I'm not a doctor and I don't do right. this for a living. I, I understand. But that a lot of people seem to be today. Perhaps the answer is. Well, why do they send regular people home? Because he's going home with four doctors on the plane. He's got four doctors sitting next to him on the plane. No, no, no. I know that. But there's something, again, I'm just going off of what I've always heard with all these people. We've heard this from people like, I had a concussion. Yeah, I had to sit in a room where I was dark and I couldn't look at light and any sudden movements. I felt like I was going to throw up and all this other stuff. And then two of them are like, yeah, hop on a plane that goes 35,000 feet in the air. And then at you know, on the way home, they tweeted out they were watching McGruber. I, I'm with you. And it's like, man, that's that seems like a lot. It does. Unnecessarily. And they should be investigating this. Absolutely. I'm not saying Absolutely. that everything was, was done the way it should be done. I find it hard to believe, especially with the Dolphins under the spotlight that they are yes. as an organization, that they would be cutting corners, especially after last night. I guess guess what I'm saying is I totally agree with your position there that it doesn't make sense. The Dolphins would they've got a lot invested in this guy. Number one, to be cynical about it, to be cynical about it. But I would also like to believe that even the cynical NFL uh, meat factory that it is of, you know, they grind you up and spit you out and on to the next guy. They don't care about anybody. I'd like to think that the people who actually like I would think the coaching staff, the players, everyone else would would. They want the best for Tua because they care about him as a person as much as they care about him as a football player, right? They know this guy personally. I can't believe they would be saying, yeah, let's just ignore protocols and ignore this. So I'm with you on that. I also don't blame people online saying, this looks bad. Whether it is bad or not, it looks bad. It's not the best look for the NFL. And that's not necessarily what means that should dictate how you care for a person with a head injury. It just looked very odd, all of it last yes, night. Yes, it did look odd. I mean, I guess I I didn't look at it and say it looks bad. It looks weird, and they they should be looking at it. But I assume, maybe I'm assuming incorrectly, that all protocols have been followed. If not, they should be punished harshly. Well, of course, yes. And, and the and the NFLPA should be having conversations with its members, saying, "Look, you need to be honest with your medical staff." You know, if Tua is, in fact, saying, I got a back injury when he doesn't, thinking that he's going to go out there and help his team, he's not. He's not helping himself. He's not helping his team. I guess this is my other point. If he has a back injury that causes him to spasmodically walk around like he can't function properly. Well, back injuries can't do that. Trust me, buddy. Well, no, that's what I mean, right? But when you have a back injury that makes you not be able to move correctly, and then five days later, your hands curl up when you get another whiplashy type thing. The back injury, I think, would be bad enough to say, hey, this guy shouldn't play football for a while, right? Let's say it's not a head injury at all. Again, I find that hard to believe. Not a doctor. There, There's a lot to this that certainly doesn't look good for the NFL, even if the NFL is doing everything they can. And I, I would like to believe they are. I will say I have one other little quick issue with how that was handled last night on the broadcast. Hmm. 
Amazon at halftime, I don't know if you caught any how they were talking about it. They were just like, wow, yeah, this injury, this is a, wow, that's a unique, hmm, wonder what's, that's weird. And like barely brought up what happened five days before. Don't you think it's worth at least connecting that a little bit to say, hey, you know this guy who's having this weird hand thing happen? Well, they're when new he, to this. They're trying to behave. Maybe maybe just bring up that same, because we were at the bar last night at Muggsy's uh, Pub and Patio, a.k.a. Muggsy Sleeper. <laughs> you want to say Muggsy Sleeper, don't you? Yeah. And we're watching this game, and everyone in the bar is just instantly going, this is, like, for people, there were some people there who were not aware, right? Who were just did not watch that Dolphins game, did not know this happened. They are like, this guy, five days ago, couldn't stand up straight after he got hit, and they let him play anyway, and now he's back again, and he has this inju- injury. There's there's no way to look at that and say it's 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 questionable, it's curious, it's odd, we're... We're concerned for him. I think most of the fans watching are certainly concerned for his safety and hope that he's okay. More about the game coming up, plus Buckeye conversation next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find delays on I-70 eastbound between Central Avenue and Route 315. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays expected on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach spin classes. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Man is needing his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Buckeyes getting ready for Rutgers. 3.30 kick tomorrow. Catch all the action right here on the fan. Bengals beat the Dolphins last night. We talked about the Tua injury in the first segment. Um... How many times did Joe Burrow get sacked last night? Twice? Once? Yeah, it didn't feel like he was running for his life no, quite as I much mean, last night. There was a lot of pressure, especially early in that game. That offensive line is still a work in progress, but Joe Burrow was getting the football out quickly, whether that was him or just by design what Zach Taylor wanted to do. So that's number one. Um, T. Higgins, fantastic. Oh, right? yeah. Big game. I mean, you didn't know what the hell he was going to give you going into that game, and he was good. Joe Mixon had moments, especially on that first drive. You've had such problems running the football. You go right down the field and score, and he's a part of it, you know, able to run. And then later on in that game, what did you have? You're throwing it at a tight end. You got Joe Mixon involved, and go figure you had some play action that you could utilize. Yeah. It was, a, I thought, an overall pretty complete, like the game plan offensively started to look a lot better. And and maybe complete's not the right word, but it started to look a lot more full and dynamic in what this offense should be at times. Is it a finished product? No. But you started off 0-2, now you're 2-2 and and you beat a team that was considered to be one of the fairly hotter teams in the NFL. Obviously, losing their starting quarterback during the game accounts for some of that. But in the game, you're still, you're still in a tight one because Teddy Bridgewater came in and played effectively. Yeah. So good for the Bengals for getting a victory. Is it going to go down as, yes, now Bengals, everything's fixed. No, I don't think you're there clearly. But this got to look a lot more like what the Bengals expect to look like. And the offense especially started to resemble that. So, yeah, that's good. Zach Taylor had one of his moments, though, last night. That fourth and one call just drove me crazy. Where 
you've had problems in short yarded situations all season long, moving the line of scrimmage. So what do you do? You're doing a little pitch off of the tackle. Yeah, I, you're, you're giving them five yards before you even hit the line of scrimmage. And then it wasn't even close. What a stupid play call that was. Yeah, and I don't understand. I'm, I'm sure there's some logic that goes into it, but I often feel like the the play calling that we get in short-yarded situations, and this goes for the college game, it certainly is prevalent in the NFL too, where you get a lot of coaches who say, well, they're going to be expecting us to load up with a power formation and you know, go right over the right over the center, right over the guard. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna try to do that because they're expecting that. Let's do something they wouldn't think we would do. And it's like, well, yes, they, but can you do it well? Well, can you do it well? And they don't think that you're gonna do it because it's a dumb idea that makes it a lot easier to stop you, right? They they know like you have a short yardage situation. Probably one of the best things to do is to line up with a fullback and see if you can just win that mano a mano. Instead. You're right. You pitch it out. You're giving that defensive line time to get a little push, and they don't have to get you right when your guy gets the ball. They have to stop you within five yards because you're still way behind the line of scrimmage. It's stupid. Buckeyes getting ready for Rutgers tomorrow. So Rutgers comes in here. They are 40-point dogs. I think it was 39-and-a-half the last time I checked. What has Rutgers done up to this point? Let me tell you. Week one, they beat Boston College. Hey, there you go. That's the nice. Power five win right yeah. there, right? On the road, too. That's good. Week two, they scored 66 points and beat Wagner. Well, right. I don't know what Wagner. I'm going to say it's Robert Wagner. Robert. <laughs> they beat Robert <laughs> Wagner. Uh, then they went to Temple and they won there. That's 16 good. to 14. That's a, a rivalry game for them. Grounded out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There you go. On the road. Then last week, they lost to Iowa 27 to 10. Couldn't yeah. move the football, couldn't do anything. But you yeah. know what? I was really good. They're going to do that to people. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> I don't know if they're that good. But. And now they're 40-point dogs against Ohio State. I, I saw some quotes from Greg Schiano this week saying, yeah, I think we can do it. What the hell is he going to say? We're beaten? No. no he's going to think he can do it. He's wrong, but he I thinks mean, so. Look, if I'm, if I'm Rutgers, if I'm Greg Schiano, I am trying to build the idea that no one expects us to do anything in this game. Let's go shock the world. And then if I'm Greg Schiano in the back of my head, I'm saying what would impress me is keeping this one within a couple scores or something like that. You know, that's that's probably the thing he's not going to say to everybody that he talks to. He's not going to tell his you know players that. But he's he's trying to, sure, build up some confidence and say, let's go. Let's go shock everybody and do something. Let's make him talk about Rutgers today. But he knows they play Nebraska next week. They play Indiana in a couple weeks after they that. They can win those week. games. Yeah. There's still plenty of stuff that they can do in the Big Ten this year because there are they Michigan State. Is Michigan State just invincible? No. They're, so they're terrible. Exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Now when you play the Michigans and Ohio States and Penn States of the world, yeah, that's going to be a tough draw. It always has been for them being in this division. But I'm sure they're looking at this game and saying, let's build some confidence and let's show that yeah, we didn't play as well as we wanted to against Iowa. Let's play better against Ohio State. And let's do some things that we want to try to do. Can they pull the upset? I am obviously not believing in that at all. I don't think there's any chance of they that. They can happening. cover the spread, though. Yeah, 40 points, 39 and a half. You certainly could do that. But again, I don't think you go in there saying, guys, we already got 39 and a half on the board. Let's keep it within that. No, they're not looking at it that way. They're, they're going to try to come in, do what they can, shock the world, all that stuff. 
The reality is, if the Buckeyes let them be within a couple touchdowns, that'll be a huge disappointment. I uh, I watched some Rutger film this morning. Oh, I subjected went, myself to that. On that. Okay. Well, I, I'm not familiar. I didn't watch any Rutger this year, so I wanted to watch a little bit before the game started. I wanted to see who their quarterback was and what he could do. Evan Simon is the quarterback that we're going to see tomorrow. Yeah, uh, You have said, and I agree with you, that mobile quarterbacks make you itchy. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Not, not that guy. No. No. This guy's going to sit back there. He's, he's going to be like Graham Mertz, like we saw last week. If you get in his face, he'll throw a pick. He's not going to beat you with his feet. I mean, I guess if it's third down and he's got 15 yards in front of him, he can scramble for his life. But this is going to be him wanting to throw the football. I assume that that's the type of game plan Greg Schiano is going to want to have. Maybe he'll come in here and play not to lose, and it'll be very vanilla and very basic. But what we've seen recently, last few years, teams used to come in and play like that. Now they sort of come in and say, well, what's the difference? Right. We're favored to lose by 40. We may as well go out there and throw the kitchen sink at them and see what they can do. Yeah, if I, I mean, I would be coming in with plenty of trick plays. Well, let's think about a fake punt. Let's think about it. All, like, all that stuff's coming out this week, and I'm going to try to put all that out there and see what happens. But, look, the reality is you are looking at a team in Rutgers that while they certainly have some guys that can make a few plays here and there, I mean, go go look just statistically at this team they're like leading rusher, I want to say, has less than 200 yards on the season, right? They're, 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 their quarterback has three touchdowns and two picks. This is not, I don't think you can look at anyone so far on this team and say, wow, they have got this guy on offense that will just blow your doors off. It's going to be a struggle for Rutgers. They know it. Vegas knows it. Everyone knows it. Maybe the Rutgers team doesn't want to talk about that. That's fine, but... We know the drill. Ohio State should go out there and by halftime, this thing should be well out of hand. But as you pointed out, they have some very winnable games coming up. We saw Toledo, you know, out there running first team offense pretty much for the entire game. And then what happened next week for the quarterback, Finn McCool, whatever his name was, dead. Yeah. Right? right. And that's what happens. You play a physical game with Ohio State, next week you go out there, you may have some problems. I wonder if this game is one of those first half performances like we saw last week, if Greg Schiano doesn't just pack it in and say, All right, we gave it a go for a half. We've got winnable games coming up. I'm not throwing my number ones out there to get killed. Yeah, I don't. I That's my point here is I don't think this is going to be the type of game that Rutgers is likely to be in for very long. And if that happens, then you've got to look at the big picture. If you're Rutgers, you got to try to get enough wins to get bowl eligible, do all that stuff. That's what Greg Shiano is trying to build right now. Get bowl eligible, do that every year. And then start building back to the, hey, we won eight games this year. Hey, we won nine games and knocked off a top 10 opponent. That was good. I don't think that team is there yet. Two, three years from now, maybe they're a little bit more dangerous. Maybe they make things a little more interesting, but I don't think this is the time yet. We get you ready for all the big games. One tonight, most tomorrow, coming up next with Saturday Showcase. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find traffic is slow on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays expected on I-70 downtown split westbound between the 71 east split and the 71 315 west split. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
Football Friday. Saturday showcase coming up in mere moments. NFL picks, your chance to beat the hell out of us in the 4 o'clock hour. And it's Tool of the Week time at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now, at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Got an interesting game tonight, and then some interesting matchups tomorrow. This, I will say, just before we get into it, Saturday showcase, I feel like we're in a real college football Saturday for the first time this season. That wasn't just like, well, there's one big game. And then a bunch of other randos. No, there's some good games on there's, the schedule. There's a bunch of top 25s. Conf- no, but that's okay. You can. This is a perfect week to have a Rutgers game. If you're an Ohio State fan who likes to watch other college football games, because this is the perfect time to flip during the games, because there's lots of good stuff going on this week. All right, showcase time. Common Man and T-Bone present Saturday Showcase. Sponsored by Roosters, a fun casual joint, and the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. All right, tonight, number 15, Washington, at unranked but undefeated UCLA. This is going to be 10-30 tonight on S-Pen. Yeah, so if you've not been paying attention to either of these teams, I get it, they're out on the West Coast. You're probably familiar, at least, if you're watching college football, that Michael Penix Jr., former Indiana quarterback, has extended his career at Washington, and he is doing okie-dokie by himself. FBS leading 347 yards per game passing. Washington rolled up over 478 total yards of offense and forced three turnovers in their blowout win over Stanford, 40-22. to Meanwhile, UCLA's offense heavily reliant on two players, quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson and running back Zach Charbonnet. They have accounted for 58% and that too percent 58% of the team's total offensive production and 14 of their 21 total touchdowns. So that is a little bit of a different story than Washington who has a really good secondary, they have a really good defense, they have a really dynamic offense. I think Washington is the more complete team, but I think this could be a fun game. This is at the Rose Bowl, so Washington, of course, wants to establish that they deserve to be back there a little bit later on this year. Or maybe even further than the Rose Bowl. Who knows? Maybe they go into the college football playoffs. But they want to get this done and show that UCLA is not anything to worry about. So I, I think Washington does get it done, but this should be a fun game to start off. 10, 10, 10 30 tonight, I believe? 10 30, yeah. Yeah, so it's a late one. But if you stay up for it, it should be fun. Let's go to tomorrow. Number 7, Kentucky at number 14, Ole Miss. This is noon on ESPN. Yes, this will be the first game Ole Miss has played this year in the SEC. And uh, Lane Kiffin said it's obvious that this is going to be the best talent, best talent they've gone up against on defense so far this year. But that doesn't mean you should sleep on the running games in this one because you have two really good, theoretically, two really good running games. First off, Ole Miss, they have had quite a few talented players come through there. They've got Zach Evans. He was limited in the win over Tulsa last week where second half they kind of sleptwalked through that game, but they got up early, 35-14, to 14, and then just kind of took their foot off the gas. But he's good. They're good. They pulled him out for a medical thing. But they've also got uh, Quishon Judkins, who's a freshman who's really good, transferred from SMU, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, one of the best names in college football. Those guys have been as good as any running back group in the country, fourth nationally in rushing offense at over 280 yards per game. But Kentucky's defense really good against the run. Now, Kentucky can also run the football, and they get a big boost. Senior running back 
Chris Rodriguez Jr., we talked about this earlier in the season, he has not played in the first four games due to an NCAA issue. That's all behind him. He is the leading returning rusher from the SEC from last year. Had over 1,300 yards on the ground. So watch out for these two to be able to run the football. I think Kentucky gets this done, but it is at Ole Miss, so that makes it a little more challenging. I just think Kentucky's the better team here. More Hillbilly football. Number two, Alabama. Number 20, Arkansas. This is 3.30 on CBS. Yeah, and it's going to be battle in the trenches is kind of my takeaway from this game because Razorbacks, their offensive line, physical, imposing. Nick Saban's been talking them up, but I don't think he's actually talking them up like he does with when they play Troy. I mean, he, he knows that this is a very good group. And, of course, the Arkansas linemen, they take after Sam Pittman, their head coach, who... That's what he did. He coached this position. He knows it well. So they've got a couple good offensive tackles there. Luke Jones, Dalton Wagner, probably going to be playing on Sundays eventually. They're going up against some edge rushers in Will Anderson Jr., Dallas Turner. These are guys for Alabama that are also going to be playing on Sundays most likely. So K.J. Jefferson, the Arkansas quarterback, pretty good quarterback. I think as good as any quarterback Arkansas has faced this year. So that's going to be intriguing because you'll remember when Alabama played texas alabama struggled with being able to protect bryce young and arkansas has a better defense i think than texas they are leading fbs with 20 sacks they're led by a former alabama linebacker drew sanders so you know he's going to have some motivation in this game uh and he is tied for the most sacks in the country with five and a half but they've got a bunch of guys up front jordan dominic landon jackson zach williams they're all good at getting after the quarterback in theory If Bama struggled with Texas, they should struggle with Arkansas. And Arkansas, I believe, has better quarterback, better offense, and can actually hold up against this Alabama defense. So keep an eye on this one, I say, knowing that Alabama will still find a way to win by 25, and I'll look stupid tomorrow after watching this game. But that one seems like perhaps Bama should be a little concerned. Usually the best game of the week for Fox is the Nooner. Tomorrow's nooner is Michigan and Iowa, but I don't think that's their best game of the week. The 330 game on Fox, number 9, Oklahoma State, at number 16, Baylor. Yeah, so this is a pretty good contrast in styles. Oklahoma State, I think everybody is aware of Mike Gundy, who is no longer 40. He is much older than that, but his offenses still go, right? That's what he's known for. His offenses always seem to have somebody who can sling it and and this is who they have this year spencer sanders preseason all big 12 quarterback he's thrown for nearly a thousand yards 10 touchdowns one pick in three games they're averaging nearly 50 points per game second only behind some team from up north that we don't have to talk about anyway that's oklahoma state that's what they do meanwhile baylor's coached by dave aranda who's a defensive guy and what do they like to do they like to control the ball slow the game down grind it out kind of like the Iowa of the Big 12, if you will. They're they're not as far as they can't move the football, but they are going to be more of that boring, slower offensive pace. Defensively, they're going to smack you and try to make this tough. So those two styles contrasting is always, I think, a good mix. It's fun to see which one wins out. I think Baylor gets it done. They're tough to beat in Waco. Nine straight wins at home for them. For what it's worth, ESPN's FPI has them at a 65% chance, Baylor, to win this game, but Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. And if Oklahoma State gets out early to like a three-touchdown kind of explosion in a quarter, something like that, can Baylor keep up with that is is certainly a big question. I don't think they can. All right, quickly, one more. Number 10, NC State at number 5, Clemson. This is the primetime game on ABC. They're still playing this game 
in this window, right? Even uh, with the hurricane yes, coming through and everything, as far as, far as I see, they are. And that's that's what, I, obviously, hurricanes suck for lots of reasons, but just a smaller sidebar here. It does suck that this could end up being a weather game or a you know sloppy field game or whatever, because this is, NC State and Clemson, they first played in 1899, but this might be the biggest matchup these two have ever had. NC State is trying to be that team that finally gets to an ACC championship game They've never done it. And why? Because they're in a conference with Clemson or they're in a division with Clemson. So they want to they want to find a way to get past that. They have a great shot to do it in this game. They are as talented as Clemson is. They have got a good defense. They've got one of the best linebackers in the country. Isaiah Moore. They're they're solid, man. This is this is a really good group. So can they actually get it done behind Devin Leary, who is their quarterback, who is just as talented, I feel like, as DJ Uyangalale. Uh, Either way, this this one has all the makings of being good if the weather doesn't turn it into like a different type of game. Well, like, why can't it be good if the no, weather no. strikes? It can be. I'm just saying. Don't be could, Gene. Don't be Hoosier Dome. No, I'm saying it could be a different game if it's lightning delays and oh, well, oh, yes. all that. I, you know what I mean? Saying, to like, see that. Yes. Right. I'm saying hopefully this could be a game that we get through and get to see what it looks like for four straight quarters. Brett Favre's nasal spray is chasing people away. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find delays on Cleveland Avenue at Holly Road. This accident is causing some backups in that area. Please be cautious as things begin to clear. You'll also find some slowdowns on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito for has been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak. Smothered in nacho cheese with a three cheese one that's grilled on top. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, hours of participation vary. Double the steak claim as compared to the steak quesadilla. Only an array with fan traffic. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Off topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Join Matt Andrews and Tyvis Powell under the lights for the fans' high school football game of the week. Coverage of this week's matchup, New Albany versus Gehanna Lincoln. Starts tonight at 6.30. And after the game, stay tuned for high school football overtime featuring scores and recaps. Then when you get home, catch highlights from games around Central Ohio on 1st and 10, tonight at 11.15 on 10TV. 10TV. Is that how you say their name? No. How do you say it? 10 tv one tv No? I'm always confused. Mm. It's hard to keep that one straight. I was watching some of the... Uh, hurricane stuff this morning oh are you that's some rough going down there wait which part are we talking florida where it already went through or where it's about okay yeah i mean i'm sure it's no picnic in the carolinas but you know it's category one not a category there five or whatever it was was a four okay they were saying down in southwest florida wait and presumably they're used to storms down there Sure. Right? Yes. Down seen in a lot Fort of Myers and Naples, they said it's the it's the worst storm they've ever had. Oh, that's so. Every, I, just things wiped out. 
Well, and I feel for all the people too. Cause I, 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 this is dumb to to put it in this context, but I've seen people who are like, "Well, thank God it didn't hit Tampa or it didn't hit a big city." And it's like, "Oh, I'm sure that's a real nice, you know, kick in the sack to anybody who lives not in Tampa but did have their home destroyed or their business is just gone." I, I mean, it, yeah. Let's not contextualize it that way. Let's just say, glad more people didn't get hurt by it. But there's a lot of suffering and damage, and we've got well, to get yes, that of course. sorted out. we got to help everybody down there who needs it right I, now. I think that uh, one thing that you should do, if you find yourself in this position, maybe one day you retire, and you say, my dream is to live down by the water, and I'm going to get a mobile home and live down by the water. When they tell you to leave, leave. Yep, yep, that's, a, right. that's the, a good idea. I saw some footage of these homes just getting destroyed. Well, Business is getting destroyed. You know what got destroyed down in uh, Southwest Florida? I don't. Shuckers. Remember? Uh, oh, JB Shuckers. JT, JD, whatever, whatever it is. But we had a uh, mutual friend that mm-hmm. worked there. Well, I don't know if he worked at that location. He worked at a JB Shuckers. I think it was, I think it was that. Location. I didn't think it was in Florida. I thought it was in Georgia or something. They're oh, a chain. I, I want to say they're a chain of uh, places. But anyway, yes, JB Shuck Shuckers. Whatever, I don't know. Who's the baseball player? Yeah, I think you're right. J.B. Shuck? I don't remember. That sounds, something like that sounds right. All I know is this. I, I, if you are thinking of retiring down to Florida because I want to be near the water, do it now before you get ready to retire. Learn to like lakes and rivers and things that are not in the ocean. Like, cause I'm just saying, maybe you just move somewhere where there's a body of water that's not an ocean, right? Maybe that saves you a little bit of that trouble, too. That might help down the road, is all I'm saying. For me, I don't think I'll ever want to live near an ocean. Because every year I start to think, maybe that would be... And then no. hurricane season comes by, and I'm like, nope, I don't no. nope, I don't want any part of that. All right, Brett Favre, uh, he's having some problems down in Mississippi, and now he's having problems with his nasal spray. Yeah, so this, this is all coming out today because uh, Abby Wambach, who is uh, American soccer legend... She told ESPN that she is intending to fully divest herself from a company that is trying to get a drug to market that would help with concussions. That's the idea. This company is called Odyssey Health, and they were previously known as Prevacus. But Abby Wambach, who played in World Cup and is two-time gold medalist, one of the best soccer players in U.S. history, she is on the sports advisory board for Odyssey Health which is developing a nasal spray designed to treat concussions. Soccer players, football players tend to get a lot of concussions. How does a nasal spray? Well, I don't even know, right? I like It boggles my mind that someone who's a scientist would say, you know what we think could help concussions? Spraying something up your nose. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, I mean, again, that is technically an access point to the inside of your head. I don't know any more than that. I'm not a doctor. But in either case, this is what this company's trying to do. Unfortunately, um, there's a lawsuit that's been filed by the state of Mississippi. They allege that $2.1 million that was supposed to go to welfare recipients was instead directed to Odyssey Health. Who is the top investor in Odyssey Health, you might ask? It is Brett Favre. Copper dong. And it's this same, this welfare money that was supposed to go to people in Mississippi. Brett Favre has his hands all over this Doesn't it, man? So there was an email sent out to Abby Wambach from ESPN saying, hey, uh, are you still a part of this company? Because are you aware of this whole situation? 
She said she was not aware of it, but now that she is, she is going to work to divest herself from this company and fully get out of it. She said minutes after learning this new information, I she's not aware of it. Of course she's aware of it. No, she wasn't aware that the money from that there was money coming from this thing to a company she was involved with. And I don't know to what level. Again, she sits on the health board. So she's someone who when they say we found this. What do you think of it? She's helping with, you know, the the sports side of things. I don't know how much she is completely invested in it, but she has some money in it. She said minutes after learning this new information, I initiated the process to fully divest myself from any involvement, financial and otherwise, with Prevacus slash Odyssey Health. The process I ins- insisted must be complete by the end of today, today. Not end of <laughs> the end of day today is how she said it. So that was like by Thursday afternoon, she gone. Like she got out of that quick. And good for her. If you don't think that's a good company to be a part of, why screw around with it? Go right for it and say, Yeah, I'm not messing around. I'm out of this. Ohio State football makes himself sound like your elderly grandmother on a fixed income. I'll tell you why. Coming up next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on Cleveland Avenue at High Road. Please be careful over here as traffic continues to build. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected. Caution is advised in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand's mission is to keep pets happy and safe for their forever families. Their exclusive technologies make their containment systems the most advanced on the market, giving your pet freedom to enjoy their yard and new confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. I guess. Oh, sorry about that. That's all right. Too much poppy. Poppy? Poppy. What do you mean too much? Oh, soda. I, got, I, thought, yeah. I thought you had some poppy seed bagels no, or something. No. I didn't know you'd be a big bagel guy. Oh, I love bagels. Oh, do you? Well, oh, I, know you I know you love bagel sandwiches. I, I don't know why I said that, of course. I bagels every day of my life with a schmear, mm. put a little uh, smoked salmon on there. You know, Probably I, not your favorite. No, I can do that. It's I all right. Think t- you're a big texture guy. I don't know if it would work for you. No, but I can do like, I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but I can do like sushi and stuff like that. So it depends. I'm, I don't know why. Fish, I can get around a little bit. I'm not, not as. But pickles? No. No, is not Is it a taste or a texture? Pickles absolutely is a texture. Not a, I don't like biting through the pickle, the thick pickle. Not a. Well, what about a thin pickle? No, don't like that. Not my favorite. Like paper thin? Nope. Still not a. Not, it's still not a good What about thing. a mushroom? No, don't like a mushroom either. No. It's a texture thing. What about astronaut food? You know, I haven't had a ton of it. I've had a when little... When you were a kid, you didn't have I any didn't have a little food? bit, and I got through it, and it Tastes was just like... like packing peanuts? Yeah. <laughs> packing peanuts. It did, man. I, uh, I did go with a friend recently. We went to a bagel place... And they have, it's one of those places where they have like 19 different cream cheese varieties. Yeah, of, yeah. Like strawberry or whatever flavor. So I started getting like some of the, the fruited berry cream cheeses. And I got to tell you, I don't know how that's supposed to be considered adult food. To do the kid food, adult food. That's kid food. You put like strawberry cream Ooh, cheese. Chops? Yeah. I'm saying, if we're having that debate, that is absolutely like a kid food thing. Because that's like dessert. I could I could have eaten 10 of those. They were so delicious. And then I would have just passed out. What do you think about that, Chops? Hey, it's Chops. That's what I said. 
What else? That's completely wrong. Oh, that's Leanna. That's not Chops. <laughs> that is completely wrong, though. She was right in the clip. This is the one I wanted. She's just got way too much energy. Even Blue, the other dog. I'm not a big fan of the the uh, the fruity cream cheeses. No? You're no. more of a savory guy, I, yeah, not I'm a more, sweet guy. more of a savory guy. I, I do like the sweets. I have found that I have a sweet tooth. Like, I thought I liked savory and sweet, but man, if you give me the choice, I'm going sweet almost every time. All right, so I'm reading this today, but Ohio State sounding like they don't have any money. Gene was talking to the plane dealer, and he said the athletic department will begin charging a maintenance fee on tickets sold at all of its facilities, possibly as early as next year. He says that this will cover Ohio Stadium maintenance. Oh. They have to put maintenance into this thing. It's 100 years old, right? So it takes constant upkeep. Uh, Smith said maintenance on Ohio Stadium runs 2.2 to 2.5 million annually, which is paid by the athletic department. Mm -hmm. Much of that cost deals with structural factors such as concrete repair and replacement. But because they, Gene says, well, we don't know what our our future financial model is going to look like. You know, if they start making us pay these players or something like that. I don't know if we can handle $2.2 million a year. So we're going to pass that on to you, the consumer. He says, we know what's coming. We know our current financial model is not going to be sustainable. So we are constantly always looking at different ways to increase our revenue. Now, hold on. We have to build a new hologram in the Woody for all the players to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I would just like to point out that... uh Gene Smith currently, as the athletic direct, director, every year makes over a million and a half dollars. It, it fi- I find it odd when people who are directly making the money from the college football machine who are like, yeah, I don't I don't know how we can keep up with these competing costs. Yes, but you you participate in that. If you're someone who's sitting on the sidelines who doesn't get involved in that and says, well, the, the costs are out of control. This is insanity. I don't agree with it, and that's why I don't participate. Gene is in this. I mean, he's part of the largest athletic department in the country. They make more money than God. And and then he has the audacity to say, yes, the fans. The fans should foot the bill for upkeep of Ohio Stadium. I'm sorry. That's silly. We do. We pay lots of money to go to these games. I, If I'm remembering correctly, if you want to buy season tickets to an Ohio State game, are you able to just call up the ticket office and say, hi, I'd like to buy season tickets and they just sell them to you? Or do you already have to make a giant contribution to the university to even be allowed the privilege of spending more money on tickets? If you want parking, you have to make another donation to the university. Now we're throwing in a little, we're nickel and diming people who already spend thousands of dollars to support this athletic department. I don't understand. Well, they don't have any money. You know, they're they're uh, no. stretched thin. And it's not like they're going to have any money coming in. What's the name of the, the field new television again? deal? Safe Light Field, isn't that what we call it now? I mean, we got like a sponsor on the field. We have we have sponsors on the nets. We have sponsors everywhere. There's in that sponsors building. everywhere. They're right. selling booze in there now. What I'm the saying, hell? And you're telling me, oh gosh, we don't know what our financial model looks like. We'll slap some more sponsors on it and figure it out. Why do the fans have to bear this well, cost? And I don't know what the fee's going to be. He says he doesn't know either. It still needs to be discussed and approved by the board of trustees and all that crap, but. Are there not enough fees on your damn ticket when you buy one? That Well, never mind. Right. If you get them through service fee, yeah. you know, electronic fee used to be at least they just mail it to you. That was the end of that. Or if you went down to the box office, you didn't have to pay the fees. That's oh, no, gone. that's gone. You, you pay the fees. If you go down there, 
get them at home. Doesn't I, matter. I like how they've transitioned like shipping and handling to service fees. And it's like, what service am I exactly getting for I buy a ticket and then my phone has to handle it and download it and save it. And I have to make sure my phone doesn't lose the battery before I get in to the actual game. I'm respond. I'm ha- I'm doing all the service here. I'm handling all of it. Where's my fee? Do That's I right. get some of that? Back in the day, they used to have to print these things out. I used to do right? it. I worked at a ticket right. office. So you, you print it out. You have to have a person there yeah. to put it in an envelope and mail it out. We d- you have to I, employ people. I did that job at Ohio State, believe it or not. I worked in the ticket office my one year I went to school there. Now they don't do any of that, and it's more expensive than ever when yes. it comes to fees. Again, I know we sound like two old men just yelling in the wind. I'm telling you how it is. It's frustrating to me, though. What I don't like, to your point, is... And Gene and I just see things differently on this. Obviously, Gene Smith sees the books that I don't. He sees the budgets that I don't. He has access to all that stuff. I do not. But it is hard for me as a little old fan to not really understand how Ohio State, which, like you pointed out, when they want... uh, Anything over there, it seems to get done when it comes to fixing this stadium to be able to have games past December 1st. Impossible. We can't do it. We'll pay for that, too, apparently. Oh, will we? I'm, I'm sure. sure we will. Yeah. I'm sure we you will. You want home site playoff game here? We got to get the plumbing. We got to put another fee on the ticket for that. Well, again, you're adding in a, a couple million a year for all the upkeep, which I would just think that's the cost of doing business. And that's something that the university with the giant television contracts would say, well, you know, if we didn't have this stadium, we may not have that contract. Maybe we get a couple million from that to pay for the concrete falling and keep that all shored up. But then also we're told they can't put in natural grass in that stadium because, well, that's just too hard to grow. Again, I didn't know Ohio state was so poor because that's what I always hear from Ohio state. No, you know, Michigan state has, has boosters that can just pay for the football coach. Here's $95 million. We're going to pay for it. Yeah. Northwestern. Oh, they, they can pay for a spaceship. They raised $6 billion, right? And they're building a 35,000 seat stadium for $800 million. Now they're saying it's all private. It's like, okay, Ohio State doesn't have any donors. No, they do, but you, they're all sending money to the name, image, and likeness collectors. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what that's, what's, that's what he's saying like, right? man we're not getting any money now northwestern's raising six billion dollars we can't get 2.2 million to, to make sure the concrete doesn't fall off right and that's i wonder if that's gene's way of like saying it without saying is like yeah i'd like to say something about like one of these name image and likeness collectives but one of them's run by a guy whose name is literally on the basketball arena so I'm not going to say anything about it. Well, I don't and, know. And we'll just pass the cost on to you. Yeah, so you, the average fan, get to bear the cost because the Richie Riches aren't giving as much money to this. They're giving it to the name, image, and likeness collectives. Great system we got going here. I'm all about players being able to get paid. I do not understand why we have to have it be the boosters just dropping 500 grand or a million or two million to fund the football team for a year. Why not take the money that comes in from these television contracts and then disperse that amongst all your athletes, including your football players, and use it to upgrade facilities. I don't know why we can't get that. If that would that seems to me to make the most sense, but the Ohio State doesn't want to do that because they don't want it to be official that you're an employee if you play for the school. So that would be bad. Lane Kiffin was bitching and moaning about this this week. Ole Miss head coach Lane Lane Kiffin. He was talking about how the fans 
have not been there to really support them. All right? Yeah. Here's what Lane had to say. You come out before the game or halftime and you run out of the tunnel and it looks like a high school game playing in a high in a college stadium. He said, you can't let it affect you. There's a psychology to that. There's a home field advantage for a reason. When it goes the other way, you kind of have that feeling, are we still playing in a game here? The players have to fight that. Um, this article I was reading went on to cite that, you know, Ole Miss, they've been trying a bunch of things to try and get people involved in these games, and they've hired a DJ, they've expanded the Wi-Fi, uh, or it could be that they play garbage. Right. You are charging people money to watch garbage. I'm trying to find who they played the last couple weeks. Oh, I can pull it up here in a sec. But anyway, the average attendance at Ole Miss is 39,848, which is trash for them. But you know what? I don't, first of all, it's early season in Mississippi, which I'm sure is extremely comfortable to sit around down there. And then you're watching just garbage football. Uh, Here's their home slate, by the way. So far, what they've played Uh, home opener against Troy. Big draw. Yeah. Uh, then they played Central Arkansas. Okay. That's the not good Arkansas, in case you're keeping score. They played Georgia Tech, which is at least a name brand, but that was at Georgia Tech. So yeah, they that didn't, wasn't at home? Nope, not a home game. Then they played Tulsa at home. Who cares? Right. And then we're here. This is the next game is the game against okay. Kentucky this week. You want, you want high school crowds to stop? Stop scheduling high school opponents and charging people money for them. That's what they, Lane Kiffin likes to make fun of Nick Saban. He sounds exactly like Nick Saban here. This is what he would be saying. Mm-hmm. Nick is the one who lectures, why are we leaving at halftime? I don't know, Nick, because you're up by 60 and it's hot. Yeah. That's why. Well, and part of, too, I think Lane Kiffin also, he has uh, he said this about the kind of the name, image, or likeness stuff at Ole Miss. He said, we are a long way behind. It would be frustrating to have relationships with kids and their parents, and they'll say, well, we like you and what you're doing, but we can't turn down this money from like another school. And I know that's part of what all these coaches are looking at and getting, you know, motivated by is we've got to get more name, image, and likeness money. And it's got to be a weird thing for the ADs, like in Gene Smith's position, to be fair to him. He's looking at it saying, I don't want to tick off our biggest donors, the people who do put all this money out there, but I also don't want our athletic programs to suffer. Because again, Ohio State football has to be Ohio State football. Gene Smith cannot let that become like a 500 program under his watch. That's not good. Well, the only way to do that in the current landscape as it sits right now is to keep the name, image, and likeness stuff, you know, at the forefront to make sure the players get all the money they can to come back and play at Ohio State every year. You do that by having some of your boosters necessarily take their money out of Ohio State's coffers and put it over in another place. While I like that the players get this money, I'm sure Gene Smith's in a tough spot there of saying, I need that money to fund a few other things that I would like. Now, again, I think maybe the money should come from the TV deal that you get that gives you a lot of that money. But I know Ohio State also wants to have a good tennis facility, a good baseball facility, a good softball facility. They'll, They'll have it. They'll be all right. Well, I know. But they do that in part because they get that big TV check and they disperse it around, which is great. You got to take care of the... First things first, though, right? You got to take care of Ohio Stadium. That's the oldest facility on that campus, I believe, outside of maybe University Hall. So you got to take care of that and make sure it's not falling apart. Cucho gets the boot.
Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and 3rd Avenue. Plan about a five-minute backup over there. And more delays expected on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit us online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Last segment we were talking about Lane Kiffin and bitching and moaning that the crowds have been like high school crowds down at Ole Miss and they got to get the fans there on their side. All right, Nick Saban, part two. Even though you make fun of the dude, you are the dude. I'm reading this article from down in uh, Mississippi. They talk about the atmosphere at the games. It says, you can buy alcohol. There's multiple student party decks, a blue moon brew house, improved audio system for the DJ, LED lights, hype videos, hype videos, more vendors and point of sale locations, and so on and so on. Why aren't people going to Ole Miss football? Uh, maybe it's because you schedule Central Arkansas, Tulsa, and it's it's 112 degrees heat index. You think there are students on campus saying, hey, you want to go to the game? Where are they playing? It's 112 outside. Uh, Central Arkansas, I think. Is there going to be a DJ there? <laughs> right. Yes. Well, let's, be a DJ, let's, let's go. go. These schools are so stupid. I'm sure that once basketball season rolls around, we're going to hear the same things from people. Why can't they draw people at the shot? I don't know. Because the non-conference schedule features... Charlemagne the God and some other dumb school you've never heard of before. When you said shh, I wasn't sure where we were going, but I'm Shamanad and Charlemagne. Charlemagne, what, yeah. whatever. They just garbage. Garbage. Dude, I, you're preaching to the choir on that. I think there is a lot of hubris that comes from these athletic departments that say, well, fans just love this stuff, so it doesn't matter who we schedule or what we do. We'll get fans in. How could you think that? Watching the college football attendance numbers over the past 10 years, how can they not have caught up to that? Here's what drives me crazy, just to go off on like Buckeye basketball for a second, in that regard. If you're going to have a bad non-conference schedule, why not lower ticket prices and announce it like everywhere? Say, hey, by the way, we know the non-conference schedule isn't maybe featuring the biggest names, but here's what it is going to feature. $10 tickets, the entire floor, the entire place that's not already a season ticket holder and all that stuff. And if you are a season ticket holder, here's a credit for next year. We're lowering your ticket costs. So your tickets will be worth $10 a piece. What you paid for them, all the money you paid for your season tickets. We're going to add that to your account for next year. So like do a goodwill thing like that, that gets it in people's heads. Hey, we cut ticket prices though. And everybody can get to these games. I'd be more willing to go out and watch a bad basketball game if I know it only costs 50 bucks or so for me to get the whole family in and get them some food and drink and stuff like that. Instead, you're selling these tickets still for the prices that you would pay if you were having some better competition in. And that's that's not great. It's amazing the mystery, though. We got a DJ. How come they're not showing up? Well, Because yeah. you're up by 40 points at the half. Well, that's the other thing, too, is there are students that are going to Ole Miss that are going to those games for the first half and they have a good time. They watch the team get up by 
you know, 20, 30 yeah, points. They, they say, stroke and they say, well, yeah, they say, now. it's hot. Finish. DJ played at halftime and we're going home. Like, or we're going somewhere else that's nicer and fun and we're going to go party there. We're going to watch the second half at someone's house. Like, welcome to college, man. College kids don't just sit there for four quarters and say, damn it, I must suffer through this for the honor of Ole Miss. They're not, that's not how college students work these days. I don't know if you paid attention. Attention spans are shorter. People have more self-respect, I guess, well, than back in the day. They all have phones where they can see, hey, there's a party going on. Let's get over there. This is this is boring. This article also went on to say, well, the NFL doesn't seem to have this problem. Yeah, because Central Arkansas doesn't come in for NFL teams. Yeah, do you ever see that? Even if you are playing the worst team in the NFL, it's still an NFL game. It's Right. We just saw the Jags go into L.A., beat the Chargers by 28 points. Right. You would think if you're if you if Charger fans exist in LA, you would think, "Oh well, we won the lottery." Of Jags course. are coming in. That's their yeah. equivalent of Central Michigan or Central uh, whatever the hell they played. Arkansas. Yeah. And they come in there and win the game by 28 points. That's why people show up to NFL games. Well, again, too. I mean, one of the first games I ever took my kids to was a Browns Jets game, which was not, you know, not the recent one, but years ago. That just happened to be on the schedule, and both teams were bad. And so the tickets, guess what? The the secondary market for tickets, dirt cheap. Yeah. So I was able to have a nice day, take my kids up to Cleveland. I knew this game wasn't very good, but they were young. They weren't really going to be paying attention to who. Did they have a DJ? You know what? They had all kinds of stuff, but it's an NFL game. It's a nice place to go watch a game. But you can get families and kids and stuff to go to these games, too, when you lower these ticket prices. You're going to be able to find people who don't normally go to games who get there because they say, well, the tickets are cheap at least, and they go and they have a good time. And then that allows you to sustain more fans and grow your fan base and continue to get that. When you are still treating it like it's a premium product and it's not a premium product, people are going to get real hip to that jive. Crew hosting the Red Bulls tomorrow. That game is 1460 ESPN at 715. Uh, not good news for your guy, Cucho. Cucho Hernandez update. Games. Now, Cucho has been suspended for the game. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what was he doing? Swearing at people? Well, I, I guess it was such a bad... Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's really weird how MLS put this out there. And kudos to OutSports. They are a uh, LGBT sports news and commentary publication part of SB Nation they reported on this and they got to the bottom of it because all the crew fans yesterday I saw were like how do you get suspended for swearing but Caleb Porter is your coach you don't get suspended in MLS for swearing he swears all the time that's his thing how do you get suspended for swearing well that's not what it was he used a word that is known it's a a Spanish language word that is known to be a gay slur that's what he used. Now, I'm not going to sit here and judge whether Cucho Hernandez, I don't know the contents of the guy's heart. I don't know what he's like in private. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know what caused him to use that word. What I do know is MLS has cracked down on this word, whether it has been fans in the stand saying it. There used to be fan groups that would say this word as part of like Spanish language chants, and that's been banned. Players who have used it in the past have been suspended for it. It is a it is a problem in soccer. Mexico, their national team fans, their national team has had to play closed door games because their fans continue to use this slur even after FIFA and everybody else told them to stop. 
So it's a problem in soccer. It is something they are, MLS is trying to be proactive and avoid. What is odd is they didn't put this in the release. Neither the crew nor MLS said what it was. They obviously aren't going to put the slur in there, but they didn't say what was the problem. They said there was sensitivity training that he would undergo that he apparently did not take when he came to MLS to educate him on the idea that, hey, in this country, in this culture, this word is not acceptable. Maybe where you've been or where you've come from, it's a different vibe. Here it is not okay. That is not a word we're going to tolerate. He did not go through that training. So they are saying that's part of what may have caused this issue. But either way, regardless, not a word you should use. Not okay that he did. And I'm fine with him being suspended for this game. He should be. A big event is coming to the state of Ohio. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the center lane of 270 southbound between Main Street and I-70 east side. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. As they get things clear, please use extra caution over here in the meantime and plan on some heavy slowdowns. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Be smart, Ohio Laborers and Lessetters reminding you to never text while driving. Do your part. Take the Safer Roads Pledge today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Michael Thomas is out. Jameis Winston is doubtful for the Saints against the Vikings in London this weekend. Andy Mm. Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, will get the start. If Jameis Winston can't go. I think I also saw Mac Jones officially get yeah, he's, out he's this gone, week. So it is yeah. Brian Hoya. Yeah. A couple of guys used to start in the state of Ohio. Now are going to be starting elsewhere. A couple of, uh, you know, former quarterbacks of the Browns and Bengals doing it at other places. One, one of those guys used to be okay. Right. And one of the other ones, Brian, Brian Hoya. <laughs> A big event is coming to the state of Ohio. You know, you, you always are up on the big events. I try to find Teddy everything too. going on. I like to know what's happening. You know, Teddy was all about the USFL. Mm. And then they held their championship and playoffs in Canton. And, of course, you didn't go. I couldn't make it that Couldn't uh, Couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah, but you were engrossed all season. Then when it came around to actually, you know, watching the big games or attending, then no. Yeah, I couldn't make it. Sorry. All right. Well, there's another big event coming all right. that perhaps we can all go to. That's right. Uh, I saw this being reported today. They had a press conference about it. Uh, Toledo is going to host the Italian Bowl. Now, you might say, I've never heard of that bowl game, T-Bone. What is the Italian Bowl? What well, is the Italian Bowl? Not a, not a bowl game. Um, it is not going to be played until July 1st of next year. That is because it is the Super Bowl for Italian Football, yes, not, not Italian soccer that they would American call football. football. American football played in Italy. I didn't know they did it. They have a national championship game, and it's the first time this game will be played outside of Europe. Tickets are on sale now for whatever it's worth. They are playing it at the Glass Bowl. Twenty six thousand strong can get into that place. Where so do I go? Up. Like Ticketmaster? Well, I've got a website for you that apparently sells the tickets. It is ItalianBowlUSA.com. You can go there. It's 273 days away, according to the ticker on their page. Yeah. But uh, I did not realize that 
The Italian Bowl has been around for so long. Apparently, this league was started in 1981, and they have been doing this for for quite some time. This is Italian Bowl 42, if I'm reading this correctly. It says XLII. Is that not 42? I think it is. Is it? So, yeah. Yeah, If they started in 1981, that would mean next year's is 42. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. This is not just like, oh, they came up with this last year. Now, if you've not followed Italian American football, I'm trying not to confuse Italian football with like Italian soccer. So we're just saying it that way. There are uh, some names and notables you may be aware of. Uh, Estra Guelfi Firenze. My guy. That is the current defending champions of Italian football. Is that a team? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Team. That's Estra Gelfi Firenze. They won the Italian Bowl last year. They won it in July. Well, last year, a few months ago. They won it in July. Who is the head coach of Estra Guelfi Firenze? That is Art Bryles. You're kidding me. Former Baylor, disgraced Baylor coach. All right. Yeah, so he's he's coaching the uh, one of the teams in Italy. You wanted me to buy some tickets? I have the the thing up here. Go right. Do How much want- do you think they cost? Now, there's two different types of tickets. Okay, there's reserved, and oh. then I I don't know what, what that means. And then there's general admission. Let's go general admission. General admission. <laughs> See what happens. Fifteen dollars. Love it. They're all fifteen. Price bucks. is right for me. What's the reserve run? Thirty bucks. Oh well, then <laughs> screw that. Let's get some. Let's get some fifty yard liners. Can we do that? Well, that's reserved. That's what I'm saying. Let's get reserved. I'm saying screw the uh, how many the general want? admission. Three. Well, Ted, you're going. It's Toledo. Leanna can meet us there. Toledo. Toledo well, can meet us there. We can also beforehand. We can go to Tony Paco's. Oh, Tony Paco's. I just learned that that's a place that we I, need to go to in Toledo. I'm adding to cart four tickets. Wait, wait, wait. Can we invite? The, it tells us where we are. Hang on. Can we invite the good quarterback from Toledo to also join us? Because I'd like to maybe try to woo him to be in the portal for Ohio State at some point. Just, I just in case. I just got us 50-yard line first row. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Shockingly, Shockingly, there hasn't been a big run on these tickets so far. Well, there's still time. 50-yard line. Is, there's still time. First row, baby. I, yeah, and it's we're framed for TV where we're sitting too. It's like we're watching on TV. I'm sorry, I was a little distracted because um, I was just looking up the matchup in Italian Bowl 41. Yeah, that would be Italian Bowl XLI. Art Bryles' team again, Estra Guelfi Firenze. They defeated a team from Milan. Uh, that okay. team is called the Milano Seamen. Men of the Sea, who... Milano Seamen. Yes. Actually, I... Milano? Actually, if I'm looking at the website correctly, I'm saying that wrong. It is Seamen Milano is how they prefer to be referred to. So... Seamen Milano. The men who are of the sea of Milan, that is who... That's who Art Browse's team beat. They won 21-17 to in an upset in the 41st Italian Bowl. This was on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. So if you might have missed that Independence Day weekend, it's uh, understandable. Well, this is July 1st next year. We'll be there. We should broadcast 50 the 50-yard line tickets. Leanna's going to join us, too. It's, gonna... in, it's in Toledo. She can meet us. Of course she can. She can do the traffic and then still get to the game. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I say we do the show live from Toledo and get some Tony Paco's catered in. 
so we can eat that before the game. We can do the show on we the air. We have to pick Leanna up, though, because she doesn't leave her neighborhood. Oh, Le- Leanna can, we can find a way to get, we'll, we'll get her a car to bring her down to Toledo. I mean, what is it from Detroit? Is she there? Like an hour? Pot her up. Leanna, Come on, Leanna. Will, will you, you go meet with us? us July 1st of next year in Toledo? I mean, I might be able to. I'll bring snacks. You can bring the I mean, cats what, what if you want to. What kind of snacks are we talking about? You can pack up the cats. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just bundle up all my cats and bring them. Absolutely. Bundle That's up. It's July 1st. They're no, not no, no. Gonna, they're not, this they is a game in July 1st. Into. It's an action. Leanna, action by the way, we will, we will bring snacks from Ohio. If you could bring any edible snacks from Michigan, we would greatly appreciate it. I got I, you. I, okay. Thank you. We could yeah. talk about the plague. We could do that. I would love to. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> There the are black, so many the good black ones. Plague. He's like the black plague. Well, I mean, of course. The bubonic plague. Yeah, well, the, the granddaddy the of them all, the plague. The what separating, oh my gosh. Yes. The Rose Bowl of plagues, really, Absolutely. is what they, that's what they call it. the economy of the entire Western world. It's great. All right, thank it's you. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. We're gonna we're gonna Italian watch Italian football. football. We're gonna talk plague. We're gonna eat hot dogs. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, you know what time it is next? Oh yeah, I do. It's NFL picks time. If you'd like to play against us, six one four. What? Yeah. What? what? Are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. Six one four eight two one ninety seven ten. You're turning your microphone on and off. No, yelling at me in my head. I was thinking we don't do that anymore. But that's that's don't do the area code. No, we don't do callers. But that's tool of the week. I'm dumb. Just ignore (laughs) me. I'm still distracted by the Milano. This is NFL picks. Milano Seamen. It's Alyssa Milano eating a cookie. Sure. Whatever. The Milano Milano cookies. Oh, I forgot that they made those. Right. Anyway, good for her. What is next? Uh, Ted picks. NFL picks. Okay, NFL picks. Call now. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on West Broad Street, west of Hague Avenue. It is causing some delays in that area. Caution is advised. And watch out for slowdowns on 670 westbound between 5th Avenue and Cleveland Avenue. That's going to be a five-minute delay. Starting aboard is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's nachos are loaded with melty cheese and nacho cheese sauce, plus crunchy fiesta strips, seasoned beans, tomatoes, and sour cream on top, or try them spicy with jalapenos and a creamy chipotle sauce. Get them today at a participating Taco Bell location near you. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. So glad you've tuned in. Tonight on The Fan, Buckeye Show, 6 o'clock. Timmy Hall's got a big, big show tonight. Half an hour. Hey, man. Putting in the putting in the long hours here during football season at night. So give him a, give him a nice 30-minute show. That's fine. Then at 6.30 tonight, it is high school football. Matty A. and Tyvis Powell. Who was it tonight? New it's, Albany uh, and... Uh, it's Gahanna and New Albany. Battle for the northeast side. Yeah. Winner gets uh, all the eagle pizza that they can handle out of New Albany. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. There you go. Delicious. All right, NFL picks. Common Man and T-Bones NFL picks. Sponsored by Urban Myers Pint House. Dublin's home for sports. Where am I? 
What do you mean, where are you? Oh, I have the prize here. Our guy this week is John. If John beats... Well, it doesn't matter. He's getting the prize anyway. That's right. Just for participating, he gets a $50 gift card to Urban Meyer's Pint House, Dublin's home for sports. Join them for all the college football action. Watch your favorite pro team with the NFL Sunday ticket and see the games on their 21 matrix. The caller has beaten us every week of the season so far because we suck. John is going to try and do it this week. Are you ready, John? Let's get jiggy with it. Uh, Okay, here we go. (laughs) Game number one. The Vikings and Saints. This is in London. Uh, Andy Dalton is starting for the Saints. I'm going to take the Vikings. Yep, I'm going to say the Vikings cross the Atlantic and beat New Orleans. I'm going to say they get it done. Minnesota. Uh, The Browns at the Falcons. Give me the Brownies on the road. Give me the Falcons at home. Look at you. Uh Uh-huh. Atlanta. Washington Commanders on the road at Teddy's Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Fighting Cooper Rushes at home. Yeah, I'm going Dallas here, too. Cowboys. Uh, Seattle at Detroit. T-Bone loves the Lions. Never picks them, but loves them. I'm going to pick them this week. Give me the Lions at home. I picked them last week, or not no, last week. I picked them last yesterday to get the four points. They're, I think they're laying four points in this game. I said they'll cover it, and they're going to win this game, of course. Detroit gets it done. Lions. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Colts. Colts got a big victory last week against the Chiefs. Give me the Colts at home to make it two in a row. Indy as well. Colts. The Bears on the road at the Giants. Wash my eyes out with soap. I'm taking the Giants at home. I'll go G-Men as well. New York. Jags got a 28-point victory against the Chargers last week. They are on the road in Philadelphia this week. I will take the Eagles at home. I'm going Jacksonville on the road, straight-up winners. Philadelphia. New York Jets. Zach Wilson is back. He did all his mom's friends. Now he is back on the road at Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Jets on the road. I'm taking the Steelers at home. Steelers. Buffalo Bills on the road at Baltimore. That Baltimore defense has been weird. Buffalo offense has been good, with the exception of last week. Give me the Bills on the road. I'm going Ravens at home. Buffalo. Uh, Chargers, big loss last week at Houston this week. I'm going to take the Texans at home. I have so much uncertainty about the Chargers, and yet I don't. I'm not. I'm not picking the Texans. I'm picking the Chargers. The Chargers. Arizona at Carolina. Baker in Carolina. I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road. Yeah, I'm going Arizona here too. Cardinals. Uh, Patriots and Brian Hoya on the road at Green Bay. Give me the pack at home. Yep, going Green Bay as well. I'll take A.A. Ron and the Packers. Uh, Denver at the Raiders. The Raiders have yet to win a game this season. I think they will here. Give me the Raiders at home. You know, I've never doubted Derek Carr, and I'm going to stick with that. Vegas gets it done. Raiders. Uh, Sunday night, Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Give me the Chiefs on the road. Going to Kansas City, too. Tampa Bay. Monday night football, the Rams at San Francisco. I will take the Rams on the road. I'm going L.A. also. Rams. Give me a point total for that game, John. 42. 42 boner. Uh, I, I wrote down 42, so I'll say 41. If John beats us, which he will, because you know what? It ends this week. We suck. It ends this week. Speak for yourself. All right. I'm trying.
I'm trying. I went all different than you. I'm trying to find some angle. I'm trying to do something here. Teddy? Sheesh. It's the best game of the weekend. Oh, he's on the phone. It's on the phone. Oh, man, I'm talking to John. Leave me alone. You know what the best game of the weekend is. What is it? I mean, it's crystal clear. Dallas and Washington. <sighs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Thanks for I actually, I have no, I have no idea who are the best. Maybe, I mean, maybe the Chiefs and Tampa Bay, just because it's two I'll tell teams you what, some big the Bills, stars. Ravens games also. Yeah, that's great. Ravens. But I'll tell you what could be sneaky good. What's that? Jags and Eagles. I think it will be. And yeah. that is Doug, Doug Peterson returning to. I am very aware of that, and I think the Jags and their professionalism, Mike, carries the day. The professionalism. Yeah, that's what all the buzzword has been in the NFL. A lot of people on TV saying, "Well, now you got a, you know, got a coaching staff that's acting a little bit more professional. They know how to coach in the big leagues, that kind of thing." It's changed this Jacksonville team. So I'm, I'm just telling you what they're saying, Mike. But I'm going with what the experts are saying there. You know, uh, it's an anniversary tomorrow. I've heard one year ago tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Was October first, October first last year at our house every single year. Was <laughs> this is the first? We, we get some corn on the cob. We tweet a picture of that. <laughs> I'm just out. saying, Urban was doing his butt crack a, we, massage. We had to a we had to an establishment. We claim that we were lured to the dance floor. We then tell everyone that we worked with that's not what happened. Then video comes out that shows that it is what happened, and then we have another press conference where we say, "Okay, it did happen, but it's still not what you think." That's that's what we do at our house. He every, thought she was cheating at chess. Every octave. <laughs> Looking for the beads. <laughs> He's a chess inspector. <laughs> right. That's, all that's a shirt that you could make chess up. Chess inspector. Chess inspector. There you go. Uh, if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on West Broad Street, west of Hague Avenue. Please be careful over here as traffic continues to build. A 15-minute slowdown is expected. You'll also find some backups on 670 westbound between 5th Avenue and Cleveland Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Family Dollar. Family Dollar is more for Halloween. Find everything for the perfect celebration. Find costume accessories to spooky decorations, paper and plastic wear, and don't miss their variety of candy from your favorite brands. Family Dollar, helping you do more. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Was that it? Was that hiccups or a sneeze? That's my worst fear is getting the hiccups on the air. I think it was a sneeze, though. Let it go. Yeah, you just got to let it fly. Let, let it let it fly. Sneeze I, on us. I was told. I don't know if this is true. I was told that if you hold in a sneeze, it's like giving yourself a mini heart attack. I've heard that. I don't I can't, believe that it. That can't be true, right? Because I've I've held in so many sneezes over my years, my heart must be ready to explode. Is he okay in there? Yeah. He was, yeah, he just had a frog there that creeped up in the throat. It wasn't oh. a sneeze. Oh, it wasn't yeah. a sneeze. It was oh, a frog. Was yeah. Okay. yeah. I see. Oh, that's the... Oh. It's happened to the best of us, Teddy. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's... It's happened to... It happened to Paul Keels. That's the best Paul of us. Paul is the best of us. Literally, the best uh, of us. Speaking of the best of us, I was, uh, I was up this morning listening to Morning Juice. Six to nine, right here on the fan. It was six fifteen, I think. Okay, and uh, they were doing sports birthdays. Yep, they do as, that. As I think about do. every day. Yeah, yeah, as they do. Uh, they wished happy sports birthday today to Jose Lima and Jeremy Giambi. Mm. Both are dead. 
Well, but were they mentioning it just as in this is the day those two were born? Well, they knew Jose Lima was dead. They did not know about Jeremy Giambi, oh. but he's also dead. Now, in fairness to them, we've done this before, too. We definitely don't. Jeremy have Giambi just died back in February. Right. So, but we, we have often said this person's dead and then they turn out to be alive. And then we also, we also think people are alive and they're dead. Yeah. So we've done both. We also think people coached at uh, Florida Atlantic or Florida International, one of the two. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Teddy? That was you. That's right. It was Teddy. You know it. I don't know why on that day. I thought Bobby Bowden coached someplace else after well, the, he left Florida State. Well, it you know what I don't know. Maybe you saw a picture of him where maybe he maybe he did go as like a special advisor somewhere and maybe had. A, I think he you know they show like Mark Mangino came here. Yes, and they make him wear like whatever. And he's wearing clothing. like you know the tent that Urban gave him mm-hmm. to wear. He must. Bobby Bowden must have done something. Where did his kids coach? Did they make a stop at one of those directional Florida schools, Teddy? There's probably something. They coached at uh, Clemson, Tulane. Um, Before that. Akron. Before that. Why did you say Urban gave Mark Mangino a tent? What do you mean? Oh, because he's a large guy. Oh, I see. Sorry, I was just camping mode. I, that's because I you're, you, you got camping brain. I know, I know. They actually have a. They have this at the local camping stores. Urban Meyer knows how to pop a tent. That I have heard. So, so you just wanted to get back to that. That's all you wanted to do. <laughs> just say it. Just say. Wasn't the joke. that worth it at least yeah, to try to get over there? All right. Fine. I'm just saying. I wanted to scooch back over that skin, way. Skin. What's up, skin? My face is smooth. I didn't, I got to sleep in my own bed I, last night, I, but I didn't. <laughs> Scooch, scooch. I'm just gonna. That's that's the best way to talk. We should talk like that all the time. Where do you think Al Michaels goes when he's in Queen City? Where Where does he go? Probably Jeff Ruby's or some sort of steak place. Oh, oh. He goes to steak restaurants almost every day of the week. I forgot that about him. But he you're doesn't right, eat vegetables, and he's 80 him, years old. They asked him. Yeah, but do you eat like? And he's like, I don't eat. I don't touch vegetables. No, he doesn't eat them. I don't even. Di- I don't acknowledge their existence. He eats red meat. Yep. For every meal, does not eat vegetables. He is in his 80s and he is traveling around doing NFL games. Now, I'm only saying this just because he, Al Michaels, has been, you know, a part of the fixture for so long. He strikes me as a topic, the type of guy who holds his own at like the steakhouse, but at the bar area afterwards, right? Like, I, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't right. drink a martini. That's what I'm saying. He strikes me as the type of guy who knows what a good martini tastes like. He strikes me as the type of guy who sits on a stool, legs kind of spread apart, and slaps the inner thigh a lot when he's telling a story about And I got to tell you, slap. That's why I never go to Kansas City yeah. on a Tuesday. And you're like, all right, that makes total sense, Al Michaels. I believe you. Al was talking the other day because he was asked, like, hey, when are you going to think about retiring? He says, when I feel like it, when I feel like I can't do the job anymore. Mm. And I feel like I can still do it. Well, uh, he's right. He's great. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I sounded like a little shade there. No, it sounded I'm just like saying, a little, he's, he's all right. He's all right. I just he's... I get nervous about these guys because, well, Mr. Red Meat and <laughs> never well, eat fair, a vegetable. Is that enough. what you're saying? You get nervous? No, about? it's just you know Pat Summerall at the end was. Oh, I know. Hard to watch, and a lot of these guys don't know when it's time. And as we know, 
Herbie's not going to tell him. Oh, no. Herbie will. Look who Herbie's working with on Saturday. I'll tell you, Herbie strikes me now. The more I more I think about it, he's like the guy. He strikes. This is the, the broadcasting version of bringing the fat friend with you to the bar where it's like, I may not be as good as I used to be or whatever, but look who I'm next to. I look a lot better. It almost feels like sometimes he does that on game day where it's like, well, maybe you don't like what I have to say, but hey. I look great compared to some of the other stiffs that are on this show. So maybe that's maybe that's it. I don't know, man. Because it's honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why they do it that way. I feel genuinely for Lee Corso. I feel for him. Someone should help him out. I know McAfee's no. doing the alternative broadcast this week. Is he still going to be on the desk though? That's a solid question. I don't know. I would think that's the whole gimmick, right? Like he's on the desk and then he know. does the the other show. I wonder if Herbie digs. McAfee. Oh, I bet he hates him. Well, see, I don't know. I because... bet he hates him in the sense, no, he's probably very nice to him and claims him as a great buddy and all that. I bet he hates him because McAfee does all the things Herbie does not like to do. He calls, he, he'll call people out. He has a lot of, he does a lot of sports radio stuff and we know Herbie doesn't like sports radio. Clearly not a fan of that genre. So yeah. Well, he did it for a long time. Not well. I'm saying he was here. I know for a long time. I'm aware. Didn't do it well. I listened. I was there. I, I, I hosted, suffered. Buddy. Through it. I suffered. Th- I know you did. I'm saying I suffered through it. I thought, God, when is this guy going to get back on the air? Because he would be gone for minutes at a time, and then he would show oh, up. That was. Fun. I used to send you hate mail. No. <laughs> I'm sure I did. didn't send you hate mail. They- Why did you let Herbie talk? I'd love to have him talk. He's on the ho- in the hallway talking on his phone. <laughs> Well, I've been talking for the first four minutes of this segment. Why do you guys not like Kirk Hershey? Oh, maybe it's some residual bitterness over him totally disrespecting our jobs. Maybe that. Anyway, Jeremy Giambi's dead. Oh. Morning Juice didn't know it. That's right. Well, we don't, we don't know that stuff either. Uh, rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Bengals beat the Dolphins last night. You you had to win this game. You won this game. The offensive line did a decent job of protecting Joe Burrow again, and the game plan was good enough. He was getting the football out quickly. Later in the game, that offensive line, I think, got a little bit better. The pocket was a little cleaner. That first drive especially, they were able to run the football with Joe Mixon, which they have not been able to do consistently in a while. And then later in the game, you saw some uh, play action using the tight end. Defense played well when they needed the defense to play well. Gave up some big plays, but didn't get them in the end zone. Didn't give up touchdowns. Gave up threes. And so that was a game that you had to have. Yeah, I certainly think the Bengals can feel good about the fact they got this one accomplished. They got this win. It would have been very disappointing even... Like just in general to lose this game and drop to one and three, but also on the night where you've got this whiteout thing going and you've got the white helmets and the white uniforms and the field's been turned white and all this you know kind of gimmicky stuff they're doing. But I get it; people were excited about it, and it, it was good that they were able to get a victory and to make that happen. Uh, obviously, you know you can't talk about that game without the injury that occurred in it. And Absolutely, I don't know if Tua stays healthy in that game. How that goes for the Bengals, right? I mean, he he looked really good in that game while he was, you know, he, he looked good. I mean, he had the the pick that he, did he have, threw that he was did have the one pick. woefully underthrown. Yes, and now I remember now that because I almost forgotten about that. We were sitting around at the bar watching this at uh, Muggsy's last night, and had a good time out there. Thanks to Michelob Ultra for having us out. But they they had multiple people around the bar. We were all saying this at the same time. 
Hey, remember when uh, they had that video in the preseason where he underthrew Tyreek Hill? Yeah. And then it was tweeted out like, look at the throw. And we were like, that's underthrown. That was a little reminiscent of that moment. Obviously, we forgot about all that after the injury that occurred. And that was just a, a scary situation. I hope he's okay. Well, they say that he is. He flew back with the team last night. And what was the movie they were watching on the plane? Oh, uh, MacGruber. MacGruber, that's MacGruber. right. MacGruber! Yeah, love MacGruber. He, they said they were all watching the movie together. And Tua was pulled it up on his phone. Him and Mike McDaniel were watching MacGruber together. I, all right. Look, I, I don't know enough about it, obviously. None of us do. We're not neurologists. If we were, we wouldn't be doing this job. But Speak for yourself. <laughs> Okay, fine. You would Florio, be, Florio's a neurologist. Neurology by Animal morning. Lawyer. Afternoon, you're doing talk radio. That's good. I like that. Either way, the point here is we're all dumb. We're looking at it from the lens of not knowing how brains work. But we are looking at it also from the lens of football fans and people who watch this stuff constantly who are told a lot about concussions because of the nature of football. And everything you hear about concussions is it's not a good sign if a guy looks wobbly on his feet which is what he looked like against the Bills. It's not a good sign if your hands go up in that, what they call the fencing motion. And again, that's what neurologists tell us. I'm not one. That's just what they say. Doesn't look good when that happens. I found it odd that he was able to leave the hospital and and go back with the team. But again, the, the people who are at Cincinnati University Hospital, I assume are doing as good a job as they do with anyone especially when an NFL player comes in, they're trying to do the best they can. I would assume they're monitoring everything and saying, yeah, he looks okay. I just, I just hope this is all right, man, because I, it was scary when it happened a few days ago. And then to see it happen in the next game, he plays something else happening. Maybe they're not related. I don't know how they couldn't be. And it is, it is entirely concerning. And I hope that they, I hope he gets. To, I hope they figure out what's wrong with him. I hope they figure out what what injury he suffered. Because saying it's spinal and saying it it doesn't have anything to do with his brain, I just I find that hard to believe. Well, last week they said that. This week they're not saying that. Right. This Fair week enough. they're saying no. Yeah. It was a concussion. That's what he had. Now, hopefully, that's all he had. I assume that's all he they, he had because they well, discharged him and he flew back to Miami watching McGruber. The last the last thing I'll add to that is though those two hits that he took. Injury, injuries that he suffered were both him getting slammed to the ground. That's the thing that happens a lot in the NFL. And I don't know, whatever the injury is, if it's a back injury, spinal injury, head injury, like it appears this one was a concussion, that's a play that's going to happen often to anyone who plays that position, right? You're going to have that at least a handful of times a year where you're going to get thrown down like that. I don't know what that means for his long-term prospects of playing this game. No. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Hello. I like how you played that for yourself. Nope. Nope. Uh, we'll talk some Buckeyes. Buckeyes and them too. Buckeyes and Rutgers tomorrow. And third down isn't what it used to be. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of West Broad Street, west of Hague Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area. And slowdowns to watch out for on 670 westbound between 5th Avenue and Cleveland Avenue. Plan on some delays there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Be smart, Ohio. Laborers and Lesseters remind you to never text while driving. Do your part. Take the Safer Roads Pledge today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. On the NRA with fan traffic. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Friday, Football Friday. It is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Third down is not what it used to be, Bone. No, it's not. So I saw this stat today. Third and one conversion by year. Okay. As I belch. It's all right. We Excuse all do me. it. 2018, 69%. Nice. 2019, 69%. Nice. 2020, 69%. Nice. Pretty consistent, right? It is very consistent. 2021, 72%. Oh. So far this season, third down and one, 59%. Wow, dropped significantly. Significantly. Now, again, we're three full weeks into this season. Yeah, you'd have, you're comparing full seasons of data versus just a very small sample size comparatively. But a lot of people are wondering... Why are we seeing this? And maybe it's a, a factor for many things, but here's my theory on it. You tell me if you think I'm off base. A lot of these coaches now, most of these coaches now, are going forward on fourth down in situations that they wouldn't before. And I think because they know that, we're seeing more and more passing plays on third down and one. Because they know, well, if I don't make it, I'm just going to run the ball on fourth and one. Yeah, we're going to do the thing we would have usually done on third and one. That's a that's a fair point. I don't think that's wrong. I definitely think anecdotally, not to speak to the, the number there, but just in my own experience of watching the game, I do feel like there are far more coaches who take that approach now than even five years ago when it comes to we're not afraid of fourth down. We're not afraid of where we are on the field as much. We're not going to just go kick a field goal. Like I feel like there are a lot more coaches in the NFL who have embraced what was previously kind of a college football view of it, especially when you consider that in the NFL, you tend to have guys who have legs that can go 55 plus yards. Not always, right? But you you have definitely some guys who you say, yeah, that guy can make a field goal from way out. So we don't need to, if we don't convert on third down, we'll just go ahead and kick on fourth down. Yeah. I think there are a lot more coaches now who say, no, we don't really want to do that. We want to go and get this first down and keep going and not take the risk. So, yeah, I I think that's becoming more of a thing. I think you're right. And it's interesting, though, because, and maybe we could tie it back to, well, offensive lines aren't getting the push or the running backs aren't as good. Like you said, kicking in the NFL has never been better. Right. Right. You got got guys kicking 60-yard field goals out there with, with regularity. I would think you'd be more cautious. Yeah, when you'd you have run that. more like just simple up the gut kind of things, and that I mean those tend to be plays that I'm sure a lot of coaches were running for years. It feels like I see more dumbassery on third down and short than I remember seeing in a long time, and maybe that's contributing to this 59 percent number. Maybe it's not. Maybe it always dips like this. Yep, yep. early in the season. 
And then later in the season, teams get better at executing their offenses and they get a little bit better with their play calling and tendencies and they maybe it goes up and by the end of the year, maybe we'll be right back at 69, 70% like it has been the last few years. Buckeyes and Rutgers tomorrow. 3.30 is the kick. Teddy, what time does live coverage start tomorrow? 10 a.m. What's at 10? Is it pregame? Yeah. Bone, what's that called? That would, what? What's that called, the tailgate? show at 10 a.m. with uh, Matty that, Hayes? That's a uh, fan tailgate show. Is that right? Yes. No. And then what comes on at noon? That would be the fan ultimate tailgate oh, so show. Is pregame first? What's, what what you happening? answer me? Why are you just staring Ted's at me? Just staring at just us. Just tell me what it is. You you see that I'm dying on the vine. I was just telling you what time they start. I don't know the name of the show. Okay, well, you're looking at me like you do. I don't know the well, name of the show. T-Bone puts the social media information up, so I, I figured he knew what it was. I don't do that. Hold on. That's the, we got a guy for that. Now, our guy's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we now now I have to that. look. I have to look and see what it's called. Because Teddy's not going to help. Well, T Bone said it was tailgate, and then ultimate tailgate. There's a, there's a, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> ultimate warrior tailgate too. All right, here's what it is. I have it for you. So at 10 a.m., it's the pregame show. All right? Okay, the pregame show. Well, it's the Central Ohio Toyota Dealers Fan Pregame Show. Okay, that's the, the name of show. it. Then at noon, it's the Revolution Mortgage Fan Tailgate Show. That's the tailgate. So pregame show. first, tailgate second, then network coverage, and what's then that the called? game. That's network called the is called network, network pregame show. I don't know. I'm sure they have their own sponsors on that. <laughs> what's after the game and the that's network the, post game? What's after that? That's the regular post game show. Well, no, there's another post game show on though. Yes. What's that, that called? So there's there's network post game. Mm-hmm. Then there's fan college football game night, and I think that's chops and research. Yes, that's after everything. That's on about nine thirty tomorrow night, approximately. But that's not. They don't do that every week. That's just tomorrow. We're doing that, correct? They do, they they do something every week as long as it's a game that doesn't start at like seven well, o'clock. That's, well, we've yeah. had a few of them. I'm saying chops and Reese weren't here at three a.m. going like, well, let's break down the games. I hope not. This will be the second one they've done so far. <sighs> All right. Sorry, I didn't know there was sorry be for the last quiz. three minutes. I didn't know there was going to be a quiz today. <laughs> oh, I just, my God. Yeah. This is good. All right, anyway. Glad we did that. 10 a.m. is what time live coverage starts tomorrow. And don't with, ask with us what the name of it the is. The pregame show. Yes. I know who's on it. Maddie Hayes and Tyvis Powell. I go, I've, I've hung out with them at that show. I stopped by. Stopped by? Yeah, we were out there for... You know, we went to a game this year, and oh, I went and went to their location. Guest on the shows. So no, why, I why they to, want to talk to you? I, they didn't. I went to their location and just said hi, and you know, hi. said thanks for doing the show. This is great. Did you say hi like Steve Mason says I did hi? Say, hi. I did. My pads are too small. What's good old Steve-O doing? I. You know what? I was going to ask you. But I'd, look, I'd ask know. Ted, but he's going to just yell like, at me again. What is he doing, man? Me. I don't know. He's what doing he nothing right now. He's just counting his money. Is he? I thought he was on the Canadiens. No. He's dead. Steve Mason? Yeah. He's gone. Well, you guys say that like he's, he's 100 been done years for old. Several years. How old okay. is Steve Mason? I don't know what he is doing. Is he's he? not old. He's 34. So he's just bad. That's yeah, what he is. Okay. Bad. Good. Tiny pads. Good for him. I got to go back to Hamilton. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Buckeyes tomorrow. Uh, here's the question What is the What, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. What do you say about a game where the Buckeyes are favored by 40? We do this every single week. We talk about crap. Here's the question. All right. Give me the question. 
Will yeah. Ohio State play any starters in the second half of I this hope game not. for more than one series? But then again, they're blowing out Wisconsin last week, and CJ's in there in the fourth quarter. Right. I'm. That's my question is, will that continue when you play Rutgers, where that's, like you just talked about last, uh, not just, two hours ago we got into this, where Rutgers has some winnable games coming up, not including this one. Maybe if the writing is on the wall at halftime, Greg Schiano says, hey, you know what? We don't need our starters getting hurt. Some of these guys might help us actually beat a bad team like Indiana or maybe even a Michigan State or something. So let's not risk getting them obliterated in the second half of this game. Let's just put some of our backups in, get some depth going, get some guys worked in, and hopefully Ohio State's doing the same thing. That's my. I hope this is a half of football tomorrow. We were wondering if Steve Mason was still playing. What do you think his last year was? Uh, 2019. 2017-2018. Oh, 2018. Jeez. We haven't seen him in a while. I got to tell you, I miss him great. Well, he went from here to Philly. Mm -hmm. And then did he go to Winnipeg? I thought he went to Montreal at some point. I'm going to say he went to Winnipeg and then died. I don't think he went to Montreal. No? All right. Well, whatever. I don't care. Tool of the week. We all care. Tool of the week is coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. Traffic is slow on I-70 downtown split westbound between the 71 east split and the 71 315 west split. And more delays expected on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples Print Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom print on signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends October 1st. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week Sponsored by the Lion's Den The best tool according to us Gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's Check out Conrad's in front of Riverwatch Tower And the Ozone Party each and every home game Conrad's the Buckeye State Store Is opening soon at 71 West Schrock Road Next to Kroger on the corner of West Schrock and State Street Mm-hmm. Shrock. Are you ready? Love Shrock Road. Uh, Stuntman says, my tool of the week is Jen Winters for going to Twitter to figure out how to change a car battery. I saw this. I saw our gal Jen, who fills it on the show sometimes, had car issues yesterday and said that she had to, her battery terminal was corroded, which is a good analysis by her. And then she said, Twitter, what do I need to do? And then Drive she, to AutoZone. How would one drive their car battery to AutoZone in a car that is not working? You take it out. Yeah, that's what she was asking. And then was you how do call I take an Uber? It? She was saying, "How do I get it out of my car oh. to go get it to AutoZone to so get a new one?" I would just take a sledgehammer to it because I, I don't know what the hell that I'm sound, doing. That sounds right. Yes. Uh, Country Smith says Farve is absolutely the tool of the week until he goes to jail for welfare fraud. Mm. Hashtag GTH. That's that is right. Meat sweats says my guys. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, my tool of the week are you guys. Normally, I have a 10-minute drive through town to get home, but Tuesday, I had errands to do as I'm getting back on 270 afterwards in my 23-year-old Hoopty Jeep. Oh, Hoopty. That nice. gets squirrely at 60-plus, let alone at 70-plus. I finally turned the radio back on. This is a long one. And a few seconds later, I hear a loud vibrating sound. I thought a wheel was about to fall off 
and I was going to die. After a few seconds of panicking, trying to get out of the middle lane, I then realized it was just two idiots playing the sounds of an adult toy. (laughs) Maybe if I had one of those, I could have gotten home with clean undies. Thanks. P.S. Love me hoop up. There there it is. Hoopty, there it is. We're just reporting the facts. That's right. What did he say? Was there a P.S. you said? He says, I love my hoopty jeep. Just not on the highways. I have not heard the word hoopty in quite some time. Thank um, you for bringing that back. Micah says, mis amigos. Excuse me. My nominee is the guy that tailed my wife and daughter for only going 45 in a 35. He then follows her through our subdivision and stops at our driveway and stares them down oh. as they walk in the oh. house. Oh, no. Two years later, my daughter is still afraid someone will oh, follow her home. No. That was two years. First of all, Timmy Hall apologizes. It was probably him. No, that that's 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 beyond normal behavior. That's someone that I wouldn't blame if you to call the police on that situation. That's. That's terrifying. Uh, Dustin says, my guy. Ain't nobody got time for that. My tool of the week is Clarissa Thompson for trying to avoid the Tua concussion topic by saying, well, at least he's going to be okay, which felt disingenuous and an attempt to avoid the discussion her co-anchors, former NFL players, were having. Very disappointing. Yeah, I think it's a little difficult um, to, to talk about that and then not go into some of the concerns that the players are bringing up. I saw that. I mean, this is a similar thing. Amazon's had this problem because Al Michaels a few weeks ago when the Browns were playing, he brought up, you know, Deshaun Watson, he's not available and just kept on a going. And it's like, yes, Al, why is he not available? Since you're introducing the subject, you didn't have to bring him up, but you did. And he just kind of instantly danced around like why he's not available. I wonder if there's a mandate from you know, whoever's signing the checks there at Amazon, I assume Jeff Bezos, but someone in that broadcasting circle who says, don't, don't get under the NFL's feathers. We're new here. Let's not, let's not ruffle feathers too much. I don't know. Pleasure sauce says my guys, you got them all hot. My tools. The week is everyone who ends a conversation with, I know, right? Why is this a thing? And go straight to hell. Uh, Bob says my tool is Leanna. Every time she takes vacation, we have to spend five minutes getting our five-minute delays from Jam Cam Guy, and the fan loses millions of dollars because they can't get any commercials in. Go to hell. I don't, I don't know. Did we write that? I don't know what he's talking. I've never felt the exact word-for-word same way as what that I tweet just Bob said. I think Bob is listening to us during the break. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Team Money says... My D-Gens? What the hell does that mean? Degenerates, I'm oh. guessing. You need a Hummer? Yeah. My tool of the week is by far the entire Miami Dolphins organization. Please tell me after further review and a wobble from Tua, did he see the field again? Did he see the field again this week twice? Yeah, that's it's. I, I maybe he meant to say how did he see, how did the, he field? see the field yeah, again this week? Still, that's yeah, yeah, good call there. Uh, Urban's Lil Meyer says my tool of the week is the steward on my flight back to the U.S. The steward kept crop dusting us while he was going down the aisles. Wow. Especially when he was serving the food. To top it off, he looked like the love child of Ben Affleck and Don Trump Jr., which actually kind of made it comical I to me. I really need to see a photo of this individual. He just kept I farting? Be... Are we sh- well, are you sure that? I mean, he obviously is saying it was that. 
God, I would say that'd have to be some some version of hell, right? If you're a flight attendant and you've got bad gas and you know it's that time where you got to walk through the aisle and do all the stuff you have to do for your job, and that's close proximity. There's no hiding that. Snagglepuss says to the woman driving a Fiat at Oakland Nursery, Dublin today, you need a three-point turn to pull out of a parking spot. You drive a vehicle the size of a power wheel. This person shouldn't be allowed to make decisions. <laughs> Uh, the Queen's full-term ghost baby Uh-oh. says, My degenerates. Maurice Hall. Common Man is my tool of the week for claiming that the show thrives because of Columbus's propensity to curse. There's another article from December 2001 that says, Do you want to know the most G-rated city in the U.S.? It's Columbus. I don't remember hang that on. one. Well, hang on a second. So we're, we're G-rated and we no. swear. Hang on. This says December, unless this is a typo, he said there's an article from December of 2001. Well, things have changed. That says we're G-rated. Yeah, in 20 years. years. When did you start? Were you here in 2001? 2003. Okay, so 2001 here. G-rated. You show up. You're saying beads on the air all the time. And all of a sudden now Columbus is swearing like crazy. I think we know the culprit. Congratulations, Why Mike. is it just me? Why, why aren't you part of this? I'm just pointing out that this show has a lot of influence. And maybe over the last 20 years, we've changed some minds and opened people up to swearing a little bit more. So Teddy should live. be involved in this, too. Oh, God. Teddy's the You're worst of all three of us. He swears I was all here the time. before that. Oh, you were here before 2001? Yes. Were you on the air swearing like you do now every day? No. Yeah, see? How was right. the sports radio back in 2001 here? Good? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed my time. That sounds so disingenuous. I don't believe you at all. I did. All right, pick a winner. I'm going to go with... Who did I have here? I had one selected and it went away. I am going to go with Meat Sweats for his very long hoopty tweet. Meat Sweats gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. Check out Conrad's in front of Riverwatch Tower and the Ozone Party each and every home game. Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, is opening soon at 71 West Schrock Road, next to Kroger on the corner of West Schrock and State Street. Thank you. Thank you, Meat Sweats. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? Oh, Timmy's next. Yeah. Backpage and Timmy Hall coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the three left lanes of 270 southbound between Main Street and I-70 east side. This crash is in the collector lanes. Please be very careful over here. Traffic is beginning to build. A 20-minute slowdown is expected in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach spin classes. Gusto supports people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Don't say anything yet, because I have to say this. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports. Here on the fan, Teddy was yelling at me. Are we allowed to talk now? Yeah, we can talk now. Hello, oh. Teddy. Hey, you guys. Hey. That's very good. Hey. 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 Happy Friday. Football Friday. What's going on? What have you been doing today? Doing a lot today. Got the boys' birthday party coming up tomorrow. So naturally, oh, you know, so we- nothing work-related. Well, yes, with that too. I was, you know, doing some updates earlier today, recording things for the podcast feed. Because when you only do a thirty-minute show on a yeah. Friday night, you just feel obligated to give the people a little bit extra. 
on the Even end of the show. Even if they don't ask for it. Yes. You, they don't email me. They don't call me. But I know. Yeah, but you know. I got to read. I got to read on our listener base for the mm, Buckeye show. That's good. They want, yeah. they want it. That's right. They want more. Of course they do. Are you... Uh, <laughs> How are you feeling? Today we went out and shot a few hoops outside. Oh, that's that was right. A lovely diversion that you gave us today. You welcomed me out to the outdoor basketball facility, and I appreciated the the uh, chance to go out there and shoot. How are you feeling yep. after all that? The old tower hoop out mm-hmm. there. What a yeah. backdrop, right? We I don't think we'd been out there since the spring to no, shoot no. buckets or early, early summer. Yeah, maybe when the weather started getting a little hot we went out a hell of a conversation right now all i'm saying is a couple of guys talking about shooting buckets all i'm saying is timmy still he's got it he's still got the hot hand that's all you need to tell him look at that Mm -hmm. smile on his face oh yeah thank you bone he's wearing and he's got the uh athletic what are those called athleisure pants that you wear that are like they look like dress pants but they're sweatpants basically that's what he's wearing all the time sweatpants they're like tech pants really when was the last time you wore a pair of jeans it's been a long time because normally you wear the ankle pants. You show me your ankle cleavage. If Showing you, it now. If you paid attention, I did don a pair of jeans last week. I was jeaned one day last week. Mm. Wore my old navies with the 9% spandex blend. 9%? Yeah. Normally it's like 1%. Oh, I mean. You got 9. I say go to 15. 20. <laughs> 50. Who knows 50 the percentage of their 50? Who knows the percentage of spandex in their pants? I have no idea. I have spandex in the, I, I know, do. I've never I looked. Do. I have spandex in these jeans right now. You don't know what your blend is? I don't have any idea. Well, look I don't have any idea what the blend the, You can't see. <laughs> you want me to you you can't see the look, label. Come on, no, you can't, here. no, you can't see <laughs> the label. Around a guy. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Come on, we're all friends. Just, what was it? How did Schlegel not... put that? Was it he just stroked a dude with his hands? Isn't that what he said? <laughs> Talking about blocking techniques, he stroked him. That's what he was saying. Yeah. I don't right. know. I'm not gonna. I checked the label on your shirt, not on the back of your pants. Who I think said, that's. I like how I'm just not equated into this. Of like, oh, Bone will just let you do it. No, you're not checking any labels. I right, what's coming up I'll on your half later. hour show. Coming up tonight, final walkthrough. Everything you need to know for Ohio State and Rutgers tomorrow at 3.30. We'll get Pat on for five minutes or so. His Pat. final thoughts. Patrick Murphy. Yeah, beers just every, and everybody's Buckeyes. first name. Everybody's yeah, like Dave, yeah. Pat, <laughs> whatever. Tiger. Tiger will be by. Uh-huh. Wayne. Michael. Because that's the those the three guys that I would have on a show. I see. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Daniel, Jordan, Daniel Tiger, Tiger Woods. From Mr. Rogers. <laughs> He's going to be around. That's, that's, the, that's the only other Tiger. Tony. Come on. That's yeah, right. Tony. Tony, yeah. of course. I used tigers. to know the original voice of Tony the Tiger. Oh, that's right. Al Parker. Al Parker. Oh, Al yeah. Parker. Didn't you have an uncle who helped out with that ad campaign or something? Am I wrong? That's Chester the Cheetah. Chester the Cheetah. Okay. Different, yeah. different animal but still in the feline family. So did he have any input? I'm assuming like the writing was purely someone else, and then they said, hey, I want you to just say, they're great. And that's, he just oh, gave Tony? it his all. No, he, Al, he just said whatever the hell they right, gave him. Right, yeah. But he, I'm guessing he didn't get to have a lot of artistic license of like, they're spectacular. I, I want to do it this way. <laughs> yeah, the line was they're spectacular, but he he's changed like, it. They're great. <laughs> right. I think you should really great. <laughs> that would be better for this ad campaign. Like a tire goes grrr. That's what you're doing. Ah, it's good. All right, Buckeye Show, top of the hour. Then it's high school football time at six thirty right here on the fan back page. 
The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, this is some sad news. Everybody's okay, but this story came out a couple days ago. Uh, thoughts with Mike Breen. Longtime NBA. Bang! Basketball. Uh, play-by-play voice. Done it for 30 years on various networks. He is the MSG Knicks voice when he's not on ABC calling like the finals. He's been the man for a long time. Yeah, big on ESPN, ABC, all that stuff. Mike Breen lives on Long Island. His house was destroyed in a massive fire apparently a few days ago. Yeah, and that's just, you know, he no one was there. Everyone was okay. But his family lost all their possessions in this fire. They said when they arrived, uh, the Mahasset Lakeville Fire Department said they encountered this fire at 4.03 in the morning, Sunday morning. Neighbors had called and said, hey, there's a pretty big house fire. Someone should get over here. So it wasn't like there was just a little smoke and they got to it before it got completely engulfed. It is, uh, it's a bad deal there. But thankfully, no one was hurt. So anyway, I do feel bad for him. ESPN, I saw, put out a statement. Wishing him, uh, you know, condolences and things like that. That's a lot to lose. Whatever he had, thirty years, I'm sure, of accumulated things. I'm sure, there were oh man memorabilia from players and NBA teams. That's a and- guy that I bet has some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. with the career he's had. I bet he's got a lot of like autographed memorabilia or whatever. Oh, yeah, like never you said, mind jerseys, the personal stuff of yeah. just family photos and things like that. It's yeah. So forget, yeah, forget about, about the that. sports stuff. Your entire home. Yeah. So they weren't yeah. there when this, this no, happened? No, no. And I I mean, I'm guessing they were either on vacation or working or something. I don't know if, I don't know how. Maybe he if, set the fire. Oh, that could Mike be. Mike Breen was. Insurance fraud, yeah. like mm. that Denzel Washington movie. And then when you confront him with it, he goes, bang, you got it right. And you're like, wow, from downtown, look at me. I nailed it. This is pretty good. Uh, and also, don't get too excited about this. McDonald's is going to have adult Happy Meals this October. Dilda Rooney's? For a limited time. I'm not what I'm hearing. Uh, basically, they say you can order things like a Big Mac or a 10-piece chicken nugget, and you will get them in a box that will come with either a character of Grimace, the Hamburglar, Birdie. I don't know Birdie. That's not adult. No, they're just saying as a grown-up, no, but they're they're the bigger sizes. They're not getting like, you know, a little tiny four-piece chicken nugget. Now you can get like a Happy Meal. This is done with some company called Plant Flea Market, which I guess is their, they're adding one of their characters into this too. So it's like a paid partnership they're doing. Anyway, it's a nice thing that you can go get a Happy Meal if you're an adult, I guess. It is? I like, I like me, Happy give Meals. Give me a bag of food. I will take a 20-piece instead. There you go. We'll get two of them. Maybe you get two different piece. characters. 40? Beautiful. Could you eat 40? Oh, and I forgot. I have to bring this up before we get out of here. Sure. Coolio, the rapper, passed away at 59. Sorry to hear that. But this tweet from Virgil, the wrestler, must be read. This was how our man Virgil gave his eulogy of Coolio. Okay. Man, at Coolio, my brother, we hit it all across the land, man. I'm broken about this. Here is some blonde begging us both for some meat sauce. R.I.P. my bro. And it's a picture of the two of them with a porn star. So there you go. Stay classy. The real <laughs> That's Virgil. That's how I want you <laughs> to tweet when I'm dead. Uh, it's simply the greatest eulogy of all time. All right. Buckeye shows next. We'll see you tomorrow or uh, Monday. Whenever. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash blocking the right lane of 670 westbound at Route 315. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Please be careful over here as things continue to clear. Caution is advised. Another 10 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu, All-in-One. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu, All-in-One. Its maximum spring formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex, All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. Have a great weekend. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The fan.